And a lot of us, we have it in our bios. We have it tatted on us, whatever it might be, this saying, God first. But what does it mean to put God first? And is living a lifestyle where these five things are your motive, the same thing as putting God first? I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't think it is. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, and thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke, and thank you, thank you, thank you. It is currently very, very warm in my room right now um, here in San Diego. The sun is out, shining, not a cloud in the sky. Um, I'm not a fan of the heat, but apparently a lot of people are, so good for you. It must be a good day for you, not so much for the rest of us, but... um, happy you guys tuned in once again i hope you guys had a great uh, week leading up to today it's a new monday new opportunities new blessings new things to look forward to um today i wanted to continue on our conversation of pressure i feel like it's been a theme it's been a theme and i'll just tell you right now i'm probably gonna be taking breaks to like wipe my face and wipe my everywhere just because it's so hot in this room right now so bear with me um yeah, no, I wanted to continue on this conversation of pressure. Um, I think that just because we talk about it doesn't mean that it automatically starts to end. Um, and yeah, I've still been going through it. I'm pretty sure you've been going through it too. Um, for me, it's this, you know, it's a combo. It's a double team. It's a, it's a post-grad coronavirus jamboree. I like to call it the post-grad uh, coronavirus double team. That's what I'm going through right now. Um, You have, I mean, post-grad is supposed to be as stressful as it's already supposed to be, right? Um, But then when you add all of the everything that's going on right now in the world, it just makes it even worse. Like, I will say this, man. Like, lately I've been trying to find these different jobs. I've been trying to find a job in, like, video production and, like, working for, like, another lifestyle media brand. Like, something like Complex, something like Hypebeast, something like that. Um, But that whole industry is just, like, all that industry of media and all that online media, all that stuff, it's on a hiring freeze, man. And and probably for, like, the industry that you want to go into, too, it's a hiring freeze everywhere because of this whole coronavirus. So if post-grad wasn't already hard enough for us to all get jobs, for us to all figure out what life was going to be like, it's even harder now because you can't even get hired. The market is just something else right now. Um, but you know, you know, I, I, am optimistic. You know, I believe that this, this 2020 is going to end on a good note for your boy. And I hope that you guys have that same hope. Um, but I wanted to talk about that because a lot of us have the same type of anxiety. We have anxiety about when we're going to come out of all of this. We have anxiety about when we're going to be blessed the way that we want to be blessed. Uh, when we're going to reach our goals in life. Um, when we're going to make something of ourselves. I'll tell you this, man. Being fully transparent here, I am living with my parents in my room that I went to high school in, all that different stuff um, here in San Diego. I'm not paying for anything. My parents are paying for everything, like for the food that's going in my mouth, everything. Like my my sister got me some new shoes not too long ago for a graduation present. I am completely dependent on them. I am. And I'm 22 years old. That's not a good look, I will say. I mean, I think, you know, we we, I don't I don't know if this was any of our goals. Like I posted something on the on the Instagram 
this past week. We were just talking about like at 18, we thought by the time we're 22, 23, like we had our job and maybe we met the love of our life already. None of that stuff has happened to me yet. None of that stuff. And, you know, if it's happened to you, amen. Praise God. But um, for the rest of us, um, we're just going through a lot of anxiety right now because of the pressure. The pressure is still there. So I wanted to talk about that because, um, you know, God has given me this message um, about that, a different message, and I hope that it really helps. Um, and the title of this, the title of this message is going to be "Seek Ye First," because this is something that I got. Because I would say we have many, we have many motives in life. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of things that drive us, um, and I and I and I kind of try to break it down to five main things that drive us in life: um, to do things, to make something of ourselves, to whatever. Um, we want to make money. Money is a big driver. We want to be financially stable, all that different stuff. We want to be comfortable. We love our comfort. Our comfort is something precious to us because, I mean, it it, it has to do with how we feel on a day-to-day basis. Our family, we want to always make sure that our family is good, right? Our pride, we always want to have honor. We want to have dignity. And for a lot of us, sex, sexual relationships, or we want to have, we want to, or yeah, sexual relationship, romantic relationships, whatever it might be. Like, these are the motives that we have in life. These are the things that a lot of times get us up in the morning and make us do the things that we do every day. Um, And I will say that, you know, although some of these things are completely innocent, like you want comfort, you want your family, your family to be good and everything like that. Money can get iffy sometimes, you know, obviously pride can get iffy sometimes, sex can get iffy sometimes. We know this, right? Um, but I will say, like, you know, I feel like we all want these things, whether, you know, no matter what you believe, we all want these things. And um, we want we want to obtain these things. We This is the reason why we get up in the morning um, and, and albeit. You know, we we spend our life worrying about making sure that these things are good, making sure our money's good. Hold on, let me get my sweat rag. Oh, I feel like a pastor. Making sure our money's good, making sure our comfort is good, making sure our family is good, making sure our pride is good, our character, our reputation is good, making sure our relationships are good. We want to make sure all these things are good. And I will say that, you know, you have probably you are 99 percent. I'm 99 percent sure that you are one of these things are your motives. Right. Um, And is this the right perspective to have? I want to ask that question. Is this the right way to live life? Go on, you know, only concerned about these things or these things being our motives because they seem like, you know, they seem very reasonable, very justified. Um, but is it okay for us to be worried about these things all the time? And um, that's that's the that's where I want to start this episode. Where you know, when we when we have these motives that get us up in the morning, we have these things that get us up in the morning to do th- like the reasons we do things. You know, the goals that we have in life, um, we have those right. And a lot of us, we have it in our bios, we have it tatted on us, whatever it might be, this saying, God first. But what does it mean to put God first? And is living a lifestyle where these five things are your motive, the same thing as putting God first? I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't think it is. 
I don't think it is. I think that a lot of us put God first. We say God first. We put it in our bio. We have it tattered on us. Maybe have a poster in our wall, um, anything, but we don't actually believe or we don't actually put God first in our lives. That's what I personally believe. I could be wrong. You know, in your case, maybe in your situation it's different, but I want to break that down. Um, so is this the right perspective? I say no, and I'm going to tell you why I say no. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34, I definitely recommend this passage whenever you are going through an anxious or anxiety attack or you're feeling very anxious about your future or what you're going to do, making something of yourself, something like I am. Um, Starting off at verse 25, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, this is Jesus speaking, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, neither do they, neither nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are, are ye not much more than they? Mm. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Cubits like, maybe say inch. One inch unto his stature. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of, his, of, the, of the field. How they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, right there. For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. May God bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Of course... You know, with the name of this episode, I'm going to really hone in on verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. In this passage, you see Jesus talking about all these things that we commonly care about, right? What we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear. And he's saying that, yo, why are you guys so concerned, so tied up, worried about all these different things? All I need you to do is put God first, seek his kingdom first, serve him first and and be and and seek his righteousness and everything else would be added unto you there's some people that like to interpret this you know passage by him only talking about eating drinking and clothes i personally don't believe that that's all that jesus is talking about just because of verse 34 how it says therefore take no thought of the morrow anything could be in tomorrow and i have that's a long story but even like as i continue to preach you'll see how that could definitely be interpreted as him talking about not just he used eat drink and clothe as an example but i truly believe that jesus is saying that don't take any thought of your life he said that don't take any thought of your life all these things that you care about you know all these things that you think that you need to have in order to you know be successful or to be okay your comfort your money your family your pride your relationships take no thought of these things but i ask that you seek god first and i'm going to get to that i'm going to get to why but what god is saying and i want you to understand is that when you put him first i love how in verse um look at it right here in verse 
32, it says, For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. I thought that that verse was so interesting when I read it. Because it's almost like Jesus is expecting there to be a a contrast between how people who don't believe in God live their life compared to how people who do believe in God live their life. Because he said, after these things do the Gentiles seek. This is Gentiles, Jews and Gentiles back then. Where Jews were the believers, Gentiles were anybody who weren't Jews, therefore weren't believers. But now we're all believers, right? Um, that's a whole nother explanation, but just... Um, just for this, you know, just know that when he says Gentiles, he's talking about people who are not believers, right? He said, for after all these things do the unbelievers care about, right? But you, you know that your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. So we can have comfort. We can have solace in knowing that God knows exactly what we need. So because, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't suffer. It doesn't mean that we won't have those times where it's like, you know, we may have an anxiety attack. But between us and somebody who doesn't believe in God, we can have that comfort knowing that, you know what? I don't have to seek after these things and, and you know, die over these things because God knows that I need them and God will provide them as long as I keep him first. So why do we even seek God first in the first place? Is it is it just one of those like things where we're supposed to be obedient? God tells us to seek him first. So we seek him first. Well. I would tell you this when God tells you to do something you do it I think that we're in a day and age where you know we don't even like that we don't like when God tells us not to do things we want to why as if we're entitled to it I think we have serious issues with entitlement in our generation where God tells us to do something or God says something's this or something's that something's right something's wrong something's left something's right and we say, well, why? What do you mean, why? <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, this is God talking. Um, but I will say, like, you know, through my Bible study, I, I figured out, like, why? Um, and I'm going to talk about that. Mark chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. This is a place that I have read before. I've done a message on before, not in this context, but this Mark chapter four has really changed my life. And I definitely encourage you guys to read it yourselves. Um, But this is this parable that Jesus was talking about one day. Right. And he was just basically explaining how different people take the word. Like when 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 Jesus preaches or someone preaches that word, people, some people take it. And, and keep it and they become fruitful but other people they take it but then somehow they lose it or somehow like the enemy comes and chokes it out of them and there's a specific type of person that god talked that jesus talked about in this passage starting in verse um 18 where jesus said and these are they which are and these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. What is Jesus saying there? Jesus is explaining that there are a type of people, right? That they hear the word of God. Maybe it's a promise. Maybe it's something that God, 
you know, maybe in this context is talking about the truth that Jesus Christ is the son of God. But even in other contexts where God is giving you something to believe in, he's giving you a promise. He's giving you a word. He's giving you an assurance. Right. Um, and, and he's saying that there's some people who will take that at, you know, at faith, you know, initially they'll take that. But then when they start to care about things of the world is what it says. You know, it says um, when they when they start to follow the deceitfulness of riches, when they start to lust over other things, it makes them unfruitful. So let's reel it back real quick. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why? Because when you look at the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things, like it says in Mark chapter four, verse 18 and 19, it makes you unfruitful. It has the ability to choke the word, choke the promise, choke that assurance, assurance. God assurance in your life out and it makes you unfruitful when you care about the world more than you care about what god has for you to be doing it can make you unfruitful what do i mean by unfruitful for those that may not know unfruitful means that you're not fulfilling what god has for you in his life and i will say that that's the best way that you can live your life you're not fulfilling god's will in your life you're not doing what God wants you to do in your life. You're not producing fruit. What's the fruits of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, goodness. I can't name all of them, but that's embarrassing. We're going to keep on going. <laughs> but seek ye first because the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things can make you unfruitful. That's why you put God first, because while you're chasing money, you're going to be and it's the deceitfulness of riches. It says it right here. You're chasing after money. But then you realize that, oh, my gosh, I'm actually doing some really foul things for this money. Seek God first. Oh, you know, the cares of this world. Think about it like you're anxious about this situation, that situation. So then it causes you to fall into a frenzy of paralysis, paralysis. You're paralyzed in fear. You're paralyzed in doubt. You're paralyzed in worry and worry and you're not doing anything. Therefore, you're not even fulfilling any purpose. You're just paralyzed. Seek God first. The lusts of other things. You're chasing after that girl. You're chasing after that guy who's probably no good for you. Or maybe not even in relationship. Just the lust of you have greed in your heart and you're chasing after all these different things to fill some type of hole in your life. But they will not satisfy you. Seek God first. How can these things, how can the cares of the world, how can the deceitfulness of riches, how can the lust of other things harm us? I say that it can distract us. It can distract you. It can cause you to lose, you know, faith. It can cause your unbelief, ignite your unbelief. It can lead to unrighteous acts. And remember, sin separates us from God. And it could even lead to you rejecting God's way in your life. Because God wants you to take the route that makes less money. Nah, God, I'm good. I'm trying to make more money. Or God wants you to take the route um, of just, you know, Similar to where I'm at, where it's just like making content, content, content. And it's like, you know, don't worry about the money, Emmanuel. Don't worry about the views or any of that. Like, just make it. Just serve me. What happens then? Do you stop? Because you're caring about how many people are going to like you. You're caring about how many people are going to approve of you. You're caring about how many people are going to want to be around you. 
I guess the moral of the story is that there comes a time in life where chasing the cares of this world contradict the movements that God wants you to make. That's the point. That's the point of this entire episode. There comes a time in life, times in life, where the cares of this world and chasing after them cause you to contradict the movements that God wants you to make. That's why we got to put God first. We got to put him first. And I'm talking like, I'm not saying you just putting it in your bio is not enough. Put it in your bio. Keep it in your bio. Get the tat, all that different stuff. But don't stop there. Seek him first. Every day you wake up, you ought to be, God, what can I do for you today? How can I serve? How can I fulfill purpose today? Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. That's what our days are supposed to be like. Since the cares, chasing after the cares of this world can contradict God's movements in our life, that means that God's movements, what he wants us to do in life, ought to be our primary focus. That's the only way that we're not going to accidentally fall off track or whatever it might be or intentionally fall off track. We have to put whatever movements he wants us to make first. And I want to recall uh, a time, a story, right? In the Bible, we all know about when Jesus was walking on water and then Peter started walking on water. And you see, Peter found himself... I feel like the purpose of that moment was to give God the glory and to show his power and see that that Peter, a man, a sinner like him, walking on water because of God's power. But what happened instead? I mean, it happened for a little bit, but then Peter got distracted. Ooh, he saw the waves. And I say in this analogy, it's kind of like the cares of the world. He started being fearful of his well-being. He began to fear. And because he began to fear, he began to not believe anymore. Whoa, whoa. Like, looking at that, I shouldn't be able to stay afloat. I'm distracted. He took his eyes off Jesus. He lost belief. And then he began to sink. When you're chasing after the cares of this world, instead of seeking God first, you begin to sink. So here's accountability moment here's here's the time for you to be responsible what are the things in your life that's causing you to sink what are the cares of the world that is distracting you that's causing your unbelief that's causing you to reject god's way in your life that's causing all of this anxiety and ask yourself and what i'm is is what i'm doing putting god first am i doing this for the glorification of god am i doing this because god told me to do it Am I doing this as service to God or am I doing this just because? I'll tell you, man, we have to start with that question. You know, a lot of us, maybe you're asking yourself what major you should do, uh, maybe what job you should do, where you should go, whatever, whatever it might be. It starts off with you knowing what God wants for you, because I tell you, man, that's where your confidence comes from. That's where your ability to continue comes from. We can't take that stuff lightly. What in your life is causing you to sink like Peter did? Let's get to the bottom of it. I implore you. Seek God 
first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you. Don't get swallowed up in the anxiety of chasing after all these different things, the money, the the family, whatever, the pride, the relationships, the, the comfort. Don't get caught up chasing after those things. I believe that God is going to make you, I mean, he says, the Bible says that his grace is sufficient. I believe that when you seek God, he's going to give you all the rest of this stuff. He'll make sure you straight. I do believe that. He honors those who honors him. Let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for um, just your word, God. And I just pray you please help us, Father, to seek you first, to seek you first. Um, and I would say, you know, seeking you first, God, it really starts with us being able to let go of our 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 need to always be in control, our urge to always want to know what's going on and how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen, Father God. But help us to just seek you first, God, to put you first, whatever you want us to do first, God. That's what we ought to be doing. That's what we, we ought to be concerned with. This is more than just working to get money or working to have dignity, whatever it might be, Father. This is about working as service to you, God. Help us to serve you first, to seek you first, to seek your kingdom, to seek your righteousness. God, give us peace, peace of mind, peace here, God. Give us joy in every day, no matter how redundant it may be, no matter how much pressure might be on our shoulders. Father God, help us to just have faith knowing that if we put you first, and we will be putting you first, but if we put you first, Father God, Everything else will be added onto us. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I hope this episode could really help you guys. I hope this message helped you guys. It really helped me, myself. Um, and I hope you guys have an amazing week, man. Seek God first. Take. I challenge you this, this week, all the stuff that you've been stressed out about, for one week, just don't be stressed out about it. Don't be stressed out about it. And just put God first. Every day, for the next seven days, it should be for the rest of your life, but let's just try it for the next seven days. You, when you wake up and you do your morning prayer or pray to, if you don't do that, start, pray to God and say, God, let me do whatever you want me to do. I'm open. Show me what you want me to do today. Um, I, I'm at your service, God, today. And let's go. All right? Love you guys. Hope you guys have an amazing week. Let's make it happen. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with the friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.